your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. All right, today we're talking about sex and marriage and keeping it and maintaining it. You know, as with a whole lot of things, husband and wives really differ on when and how to often have sex. Men rarely see impediments to lovemaking. Most think it's a good idea almost any time. And the condition of their marriage often doesn't interfere for them, nor do other issues that they're coping with. So that's possibly because men tend to be able to compartmentalize. And so the circumstances in one part of their lives won't necessarily spill over into other parts. So if they have financial problems, you know, difficulties on their with their jobs, angry at their wives, sex can still be a viable option for many men. In fact, many husbands will gauge uh, the overall quality of their marriage by how often they have sex. So, you know, with women, on the other hand, you know, the conditions of their lives outside of the bedroom can truly affect their interest in sex. And, and if a wife feels emotionally distanced from her husband, believes there are unresolved problems, you know, it can be very difficult for her to put these aside. So things she's dealing with outside of her marriage can also have an impact and so, you know, if, if she's having like emotional problems in, in other relationships, that could also interfere with her interest in intimacy. So beyond, you know, emotional issues, uh, wives are usually uh, a lot busier than their husbands, children, housework, social responsibilities, full-time jobs, uh, you know, that kind of stuff cuts into the available time for her and her husband, and they also drain her energy. So when wives feel overstretched from these outside demands, they're likely to put sex on the back burner, even if they would prefer not to. Unfortunately, this back burner problem doesn't play very well for most husbands. So tensions can surface from both sides as both are confronted with each other's demands. And if the wife feels pressured to be more sexually responsive, sex may become a responsibility and a cause for resentment. And there's the problem. Uh, resentments. The resentments stack up over time due to the communication and the differences in their emotional needs for sex. And so that resentment often builds itself into something where people no longer have that intimate life. And so, you know, you, husbands are generally happy with how their wives look. So while in the middle of making love, a woman who is self-conscious, she might think about things that are wrong. And, you know, this sags, I'm too fat, hips, whatever, but the husband's consuming one idea, hooray, she's naked. And so from, from a wife's perspective, if her husband volunteers that he thinks she's sexy or attractive, she should believe him because he probably means it. But even if she thinks uh, she, he's, he's not being honest, the point is he cares enough about her to say things that make her feel good. So if you and your partner don't see eye to eye on how often you should have sex, you have to be aware that many couples share the situation. 
this is a very, very common problem, and it's not abnormal, and it doesn't mean that you and your partner are mismatched. You know, still, you need to resolve issues, and that's the big deal, is resolving issues. And, and that can really be accomplished by, by talking it out. But oftentimes, people in marriage have terrible terrible communication. They get defensive. They interject defensiveness instead of listening to each other's perceptions. And when people don't hear each other, that causes rage because that leads to what's called disrespect. And disrespect is a major, major ingredient of anger management. And so when people in a marriage don't listen to each other and don't validate each other's perceptions, Oftentimes we find the bedroom is the battleground for things to happen or not happen. You know, an honest discussion about sex may not be easy, but try, you know, try to put the discomfort aside. The the fact is sex chats can can provide partners with a variety of benefits. They can help build trust just by going through the process of revealing very personal thoughts and feelings and and also it gives you an opportunity to come up with a plan that works. For you and your partner. So so getting to something you both can live with is better than uncertainty. It's better than, you know, just kind of picking and choosing moments at the fleet of a moment where you're expecting to have sex. You know, the talking about it, the pre, uh, you know, foreplay can be very important and pre foreplay. Foreplay can be as simple as kissing, touching each other's hands, touching a back, you know, kiss on the forehead, whatever. That's a pre-foreplay that is a cue that I'd like some intimacy with you or I'd like to get closer to you or I just love you. It doesn't mean the pre-foreplay doesn't always mean that you're going to have sex that night. But but what it does is it leaves a door open for, for the intimacy to grow. And you can also get a chance to get a clearer idea as to what each of you likes if you, and dislikes if you communicate. And so that can make sex a more satisfying experience. And when couples don't fully understand each other's sexual preferences, they're usually going to think that they're more different from each other than what they really, really are. And that can make it really hard for them to relate sexually to each other. So, so you know, my point is is a, a lot less uh, complication around sex. That means more upfront communication, eliminate ambu- ambiguities, talk openly about how and when to do it, and sex discussions should have a positive and constructive tone. So telling your partner about sexual problems when you're angry or frustrated, that'll likely make them feel embarrassed or inadequate or defensive. So you're better off using positive comments rather than criticisms. In other words, suggest ways things might be made better, what you would prefer, not what you expect. Take all the expectations out of your sex life and turn it into I prefer. I prefer, I prefer, because we don't get defensive on I prefer. We do get defensive on unmet expectations. You know, along with talking, there's also the need for patience, understanding, sacrifice, and compromise. For example, if a wife has a demanding workload, husbands are better off embracing the reality of their wife's situations. You know, becoming angry or frustrated only makes you dwell on your disappointment. So if you're empathetic, you might be able to manage your expectations better, and that frees you up to work towards solutions that meet both your needs. And so sometimes compromises don't work out. 
So then it's time to negotiate. And so negotiations are different from compromises in that each partner gets something that they want. And so with compromises, both partners have to settle on something in the middle that really doesn't satisfy either's needs. And sex is something that can be negotiated. You know, for example, you, you can exchange uh, 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 favors uh, such as housework or burdens or, you know, whatever uh, for favors in the bedroom. And this isn't sexy or romantic, but it's practical. And it happens in a lot of marriages. By taking on some other burdens, a husband can free up his wife's time, reduce some of her stress, so sex can become more of an option. Along with being sensible, it has an air of fairness. So if a wife is expected to be like her husband in the bedroom, then she should expect to be more like uh, he should be more like her in other parts of the home. So, you know, studies suggest that at least 15% 15% of married couples are in a sexless marriage. And, and that is defined as people who have not been intimate within 6 to 12 months. And so what happens to your marriage when you and your spouse are no longer being together? Well, either you're unhappy with your partner and don't feel comfortable sharing a sex life, or you're blissfully happy together wondering where your sexual disconnection came from. But either way, a lack of intimacy can be really painful and frustrating mentally and physically. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of ways uh, to end a sexless marriage, and, and it can really affect your mental health and your relationship along, you know, looking at that, you really want to cultivate the sex life. Sex life, it's very important. It's a very important part of a relationship. You do not want to lose that if you can, unless there's health issues, you know. So, you know, it's practically goes without saying that when you're not or when you are not being intimate with your partner, you're missing out on a really important bond. And your emotional and physical needs are not being met. And this can cause you to question your commitment to fidelity. So when your partner no longer wants to be intimate with you, it can make you feel incredibly lonely and incredibly depressed. And that leaves you vulnerable to having an extramarital affair, which will complicate your marriage and likely hurt all all parties involved, including the person you have an affair with. So, you know, in a simple uh, study that was done by Flourishing uh, Families Project, there were like 355 couples that discussed their emotional and sexual intimacy in relation to uh, relationship satisfaction. And the results showed that satisfying sex life significantly predicted heightened emotional intimacy between partners. So emotional intimacy is really important. It bonds you as a couple and it makes sex more enjoyable. It even contributes to the success of your marital friendship. And, and it's, it's what encourages you to stay close with your spouse and share things uh, uh, through communication. And also... The oxytocin released during physical moments, and especially after orgasm, has an increase in trust between partners. And this is important since trust is what helps us feel connected to our spouses. So this allows us to feel comfortable and safe in our relationship. And the relationship between trust and intimacy makes sense when you consider that during sex, you're giving your partner the freedom and consent to explore your body and pleasure you. And it's deeply personal experience that you share with your partner. And when the experience is lacking, 
your trust in your spouse is is going to wane. And and if your spouse has lost interest in sex, you also may start to question their loyalty. And you may wonder if, if, they're, if they are uninterested in maintaining a good sex life with you because they're pursuing their desires with someone else. And, and so that, that kind of thinking can really mess up a marriage. But, you know, it, it, it can really ruin your self-esteem also if you're in a sexless marriage. And when you're, when you're intimate with your spouse, you feel amazing. You feel sexy and desired by your partner. And this gives you a pleasant ego boost. However, that, uh, when that intimacy is gone, it may cause your self-esteem to, to just plummet. And, and you may start to think that you're, you're, you're ugly or you're undesirable or, or that your spouse is no longer attracted to you. And that can cause your mental health to really suffer. You know, so if you question your self-worth, that can trigger depression. And, and once again, this is a show about psychology. And so the impact on our mental health is enormous in a sexless marriage or in a sexless relationship of any kind, of any gender. Um, you know, you're not, you're out of your, you're, you're out with your friends or someone pulls up and, and, you know, they give a silly joke about, you know, how's your sex life or something like that. That may be enormously embarrassing and destructive to your psyche to have to have a discussion about the lack of sex in your marriage. That can truly hurt, especially if a friend brings something like that. You know, you may start to wonder what's wrong with your spouse. You may start to think your relationship's not normal, especially if your spouse has lost interest in sex. And so how do you fix this? You know, being in a happy, sexless marriage can be equally, if not more frustrating than being in an unhappy relationship. So if you and your spouse are are wildly in love and make spending time together an important part of your relationship, why aren't you connecting on a sexual level? Whether you get along or not, it's really important to get to the problem of your sex life. And, and, um, you know, one of the ways is communication, like I said earlier, is the huge backbone of this whole problem. And it's the backbone of a strong marriage, open communication, no secrets, no trust issues. Studies show that sexual communication is positively correlated with relationship quality and a satisfying sex life. And so, you know, you gotta learn to talk to each other about what's bothering you and grow and strengthen your relationship. And you have to remember that every conflict you have in a relationship is to make it better. It's not to destroy it. It's not to hurt each other. It's simply trying to improve the relationship. And also, it does, never hurts to get help, especially in a confidential situation like therapy. You know, not everyone's comfortable sharing their, their sex life with a complete stranger, but therapy can be extremely helpful whether you're attending with your spouse or going by yourself. But a counselor can help you understand what's going on and, and not sharing a sex life with the person you vowed to spend forever can be really sad and a very frustrating experience, but it doesn't have to stay that way. So you have to get through the discomfort. You have to, to, to put your pride aside. You have to put your ego aside. You have to put your resentments aside. And you need to communicate your way through it and go towards the problem rather than away from the problem. But it's very important to communicate openly with your spouse about problems you're having. 
you know, marital therapy, working it out, spending time together can boost your physical and emotional intimacy. And and so the amount of sex that a person has varies over their lifetime. There's no right amount of sex. Not having sex for a long time should not have a negative side effects. But how often a person has sex naturally changes from time to time, depending on how old they are, their, their fluctuations in their sex drive, their relationship status. So many people enjoy a totally full and satisfying life without ever having sex. But... You know, the deal is, is you have to understand it has consequences to it, and it can be a very difficult situation. Um, Also, if you don't have sex for a long time, uh, uh, someone does not have sex for months or years, they're unlikely to notice any negative side effects on their health. However, there's a lot of research that says having regular sex can result in benefits of, of, of health including improved immune system, reduced blood pressure, lower stress levels, less risk of cardiovascular events. So people may get some of the physiological benefits of sex, such as reduced stress from masturbation, but in males, uh, uh, prostate health can benefit from frequent ejaculation, and whether this is with another person or alone. And for females, frequent sexual activity uh, with a partner can strengthen the pelvic uh, uh, flora muscles that support the bladder, including bladder functioning and reducing incontinence and leakage. So this is a huge, huge thing. But in the end, we go back to the mental health. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about a sexless marriage and how to fix it. on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, 
please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about sex and marriage, maintaining and keeping. It's really, you know, there's a, there's a widespread idea that having regular sex is an important part of a person's emotional well-being. And that's true for some people. It's not the case always for everyone. You know, when sexual abstinence is involuntary, some individuals may feel negative effects on their mental health. And also, uh, people don't feel sexual desire may find these feelings distressing. But not having sex when in a relationship can make a person feel insecure and anxious and and talking through these emotions can remove any sense of discomfort. You know, for other people, you know, abstaining from sex is important for good mental health. You know, people may abstain from sex uh, for many reasons. For example, they may have a low sex drive, they may be like asexual, or they may just don't want to engage. So there are benefits in that, and I'm not advocating it, but having a, a, a no risk of sexually transmitted infections can be a good thing. <laughs> also, avoiding a source of anxiety can be a good thing. Also, uh, taking time to work through your negative feelings about sex may be a good thing. And, and living in a way that's uh, consistent, maybe with your religious beliefs, may feel good. But... Uh, Sex is a really good way to relieve stress, and it can really boost a person's mental health. And uh, it's it, it's uh, some people may find that masturbation can reduce sex and anxiety because it releases hormones that produce a temporary mood boost. But you know, you have to wonder: is sex important in, in a romantic relationship? You know, there's no one size fits all, but everyone's different. But what what's important, uh, some may not be all important. Uh, you know, some of this may not be important for a lot of people, but ultimately depends on your personal beliefs, your physical desires, the nature of your relationship. But, uh, you know, many people have happy, fulfilling, healthy, romantic relationships with their partners when they do have a good sex life. And it, it really, truly, it can increase a sense of togetherness. It's a bond that you won't be sharing with other people, hopefully. And, and hopefully it grows into this better feelings, better sex as time goes by. You know, people can develop a huge repertoire of how to have sex and what kind of sex. And, and, and if they can create that trusting environment, that loving environment in the bedroom, that manifests in a great relationship sometimes outside of the bedroom, which can be a great thing. And so, you know, some people have uh, medical conditions like chronic pain, uh, you know, then, you know, you, what you have to do is you have to be creative. You know, you have to find ways in which you can try to, to instigate sex in your relationship through that kind of pain. But that means you, you're going to have to be more pragmatic. You're going to have to plan better. But bottom line, sexual activity 
is really a necessary ingredient for a healthy relationship. It's not necessarily the most vital ingredient of a relationship and can people certainly get by without it? Absolutely. But, you know, it's a, it's it's really understood that good communication between two people and talking about your sex on a continuous basis is a way that if you can find a way to to bring yourselves together and negotiate outcomes for sex, then what happens is it's going to build a sense that we can resolve our problems, we can resolve different problems, and we can work together. But when you don't share your body with your partner, what's happening is you are denying them in one way or another, and you may be perfectly happy without the sex, but your partner may be starving to death. And marriage, when it's not working, is absolutely the loneliest place in the, in the world. Because if your partner won't have sex with you, you're going to want to have sex with somebody or something. And, and that could be uh, uh, an enormously difficult problem for people to have. You know, some people need that, that bodily holding of each other, that touch. That touch can be very important for many, many people. And to deny your partner of that opportunity is, is really a horrible thing. But people have to, to get rid of their battling in the bedroom. They need to drop their resentments. They need to solve their problems. And they need to step up and maturely face issues in their marriage or in their relationship. And, and you know, sexuality really exists on a spectrum. You know, asexual people experience little to no sexual attraction and uh, while allosexual people do experience sexual attraction because there's such a variety in our feelings about sex and our capabilities for sexual attraction, we all have different approaches and no approach is wrong. So, you know, there, 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 there are many reasons that sex may not be there, it could be, but the bottom line is you have to understand it's a huge opportunity to bond. And it could be an opportunity to show your partner love and affection. And you, you might feel more secure in your relationship if you're having sex often. And it could simply be pleasurable and fun. And, and, and you could be trying to become, you know, pregnant possibly. And that's another issue. You know, it's, it's so funny. Um, in counseling people sometimes uh, when they're having a problem with their sex life is that understanding that, hey, can you just pretend, possibly, that this this sex that you're going to have tonight is a chance to have a child, and that there's you trying to have a child, and, and that 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 could be possibly a very ex- exciting thing for people, as if they're making love to make a child, and maybe they do. But <laughs> but the bottom line is, is you know having. A, a, an emotional connection with why you're having sex and what who you're having sex with is a very important bond and you don't want to deny that for yourself. You know, it offers a lot of benefits. Um, many people have emotional motivations for having sex, so there's a variety of emotional benefits that could be in improving your self-confidence, help you connect with your body, uh, help you bond with your partner. It could be a way of expressing love, and it can also be a, a stress relief. And, and also, for physically, it it can be really good because it boosts once again. And we talked about this earlier. It boosts your immunities. It, it, it's a it's a form of uh, light exercise. 
it, it improves your heart health. It boosts your your thinking. It soothes headaches. You know, this doesn't mean that people who abstain from sex will definitely become physically ill or struggle, but it just means that people who have sex may also see important other areas of benefits. You know, um, the you know you you should never use guilt or shame though in the bedroom. You should never try to rate it. And by the way, in married sex, many times only one is going to get satisfied, and that's okay. That's okay, just as long as you try to please each other in one way or another. You know, it could be a one-way street sometimes, and it could be a two-way street, and it just depends on the emotional climate. But the bottom line is you have to stay consistent with it, and that's very, very important. You know, it doesn't have to get boring. You know, as the years go by and you get older, your intimate relationship should get better, and sex with your partner can become more satisfying because you know each other's likes, your dislikes, your habits, and your preferences. And, and, and you know that life can get in the way, obviously. Chores, kids, finances, other issues can, can really mess up a, a romantic sex life. But these everyday factors can interfere with both your desire for sex and finding the time to, to put the effort. But don't put sex last on the to-do list. There's always a prior to, a ways to prioritize sex and keep it exciting. You know, building and maintaining a good sex life with your partner requires both of you to put in the time and effort. And, 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 and there's ingredients to do that. That's acceptance, not resentment, acceptance of each other's flaws and quirks, date nights that are fun and playful, you know, showing love for each other, uh, showing physical attraction, you know, uh, be productive and, and meaningful in your communication, especially about your sex life. You, you know, another benefit is the willingness to make time for each other. And that's huge. Um, you know, there's no reason why you can't have an active and healthy sex life for many, 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 many years. You know, try the, the some strategies, you know, how to keep it strong. Well, you know, uh, people that come quickly or have orgasms quickly, the problem is they hold their breath when they have sex. If you breathe during sex, you're going to give yourself more long, uh, more more long activity. But uh, people that just come immediately, they're they're usually mouth breather or nose breathers, and so they they're not breathing, and basically their brain uh, jumps to the orgasm fairly quickly. But you know. Communication, especially even communication during sex, can be a very good thing. Talking to each other during sex, you know, is it, it, this communication, nonverbal and verbal, is really key to a healthy and active sex life in a marital relationship. You know, if you talk to each other more, chatting about superficial things, that could be fun. But remember, go deeper in order to really establish intimacy. You know, you want to share your innermost thoughts and your feelings with one another regularly. And sexual intimacy is a continuing process of discovery. And so true intimacy through communication, this is one of the things that can make sex great. You know, uh, why should you talk about your feelings? Well, you're sharing your desires. You're sharing your expectations. You know, you're talking openly and sharing your sexual desires. So you be open and honest about what you want. 
And you don't want to use this time to be critical of your partner. Just assert what you want in the bedroom and what makes you feel good. And don't make it so complicated. You know, talk with one another about your your hopes, about your preferences concerning lovemaking. You know, a false or unmet expectations can hurt your marriage. And if your expectations are not being met by your partner, communication is important. Um, but once again, expectations a poisonous word because it comes with so much emotional baggage. Preference, preference, preference is a much better way. You know, it, it, the sex life in a long-lasting marriage deepens. It becomes a richer experience. So no matter how many times you've made love to each other, the wonder and awe of mutual attraction is still there. And, and it doesn't hurt to make a plan. You know, when life becomes busy and schedules are hectic, plan for sexual encounters with one another. You know, some people may find uh, scheduling undesirable, but it all depends on how you look at it. You know, if you can make plans just as exciting as spontaneous sex, you know, flirting, flirting through the day or specifying a sex date can build anticipation. So planning doesn't mean you just go, OK, let's go do it. It's it's having a foreplay or pre-foreplay that leads up to the plan. You know, try to set the mood. You know, if you if you want to have sex at night, start the foreplay in the morning and let your partner know that you care and you're thinking about them through the day with notes, emails, texts, phone calls, hugs, or, or just gestures, you know. It, it's There's intimate, uh, initiating sex more often is very, very important, but it's also important for the rejection. A lot of people reject and when they keep rejecting and rejecting and rejecting a person that gets tired of asking. And so this should be a two-way street in a relationship that both of you want to have sex. And if, if someone is wanting to have sex and you're too tired or you can't do it, then make a time when you can. Don't just say, I, I can't. Make a time when you can. That's important. You know, with, with, with careful planning and real genuine effort you might run into to occasions when when sex doesn't mean you know isn't that great but you know you want to be you, you don't want to be walking around angry and resenting your partner you know being grouchy or ignoring your spouse during the day it hurts your chances of having uh sex it, it hurts your chance of having love making you know, recognize that absence now and then can be beneficial, but you may find that it builds anticipation and start to lust after one another more. But it's about quality and, and not quantity. Quality. Take good care of yourself. People that don't take care of their bodies, don't brush their teeth, they have body smells, whatever, that's, that's horrible. Don't do that to your partner. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. A healthy sex life intersects with your overall physical, emotional, and mental health. And if you're going to get fat and lazy and, and dirty and smelly and, and not take care of yourself, what's going to happen is you're defeating the idea of having sex because all of those things can lead to a person rejecting. Nobody wants to be kissing some bad breath person. No, you know, it's just not... That's not going to happen. You know, take care of your body, if not for yourself, for your partner. You know, you know, put, push that reset button. That That's the big deal. Push that reset button on your sex life. If you're coupled and you're stuck in a rut, 
you're not alone and you got to understand that. This is a very common, common, common problem. You know, these, these uh, times when you're not having sex can be normal in a relationship, but it's no consolation to just elongate it and never put it on the front burner and have conversations about it and begin to get back to it. You know, uh, a lot of people just kill their sex life by never talking about it and never having it. You know, you got to liberate your body's energy in a very different way, you know, <laughs> to something like dancing or yoga or something where you, you get to know your body a little bit better and affirms your connection with your, your body. And it also may affirm your connection with your partner's body. You know, it, it, if you're going to be sexual and, and inactive, you're prone to feelings of sadness and feeling unattractive. So you want to reclaim your power by finding new ways to move and get comfortable for your body. And, and so, you know, you also, if you're going to have your sex life, you're going to reignite your dopamine. Dopamine is a pleasure chemical in your brain. So doing something new creates bonding and intimacy. So you got to think outside the box and do an activity that might scare you or excite you, like an amusement park ride or an escape room, you know? It's it's that kind of a thought process. You, you create that dopamine and you duplicate the same feelings you had on your honeymoon phase of your relationship. And, and dopamine and other chemicals in the brain are directly linked to physical attraction, romantic passion. And, and, and that's why bonding over a, a new activity together could spark arousal. So, you know, scheduling... A night where you're fact-finding, you know, take a night to, to have a discussion about what you do and don't like sexually. Uh, explore new moves. Talk about your hidden fantasies. Don't pressure yourself to be sexy. Just experiment. Stop with the expectations. It's just an experiment. See what you like and, and say what you normally avoid saying without fear of embarrassing yourself. This is important. You know, you don't want to be insensitive and you don't want to treat your sex life like it's not important. All right, come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about techniques and figuring out how to break that sexless marriage. Come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Are we talking about sex in marriage? How do you keep it and maintain it? You know, um, never a bad idea, and this may surprise you, but it may be that taking a couple's sex class can open up a whole new avenue of sex play. You know, uh, finding some class that that is easy is, is uh, you know, going on Facebook or whatever. You can search it. You can Google it. Find something in your local area. And couples can learn about new sex positions, new techniques, toys, props for play. It's also a learning environment that's fun. It's not intimidating. You know, there's even things like bondage classes. Where, you know, the educator is a really calm and good person, that can also enhance your sex life. I know it sounds crazy, you know, or or maybe you just go on an overnight getaway, you know, go away to experiment with a little role play, you know, make up uh, stories uh, of of your characters, you know, dress up and have fun, you know, you know, couples that travel together have better sex lives, and that's that's been in several studies. You know, some couples working their way back to intimacy may find sex rendezvous uh, uh, challenging, like getting on a romantic getaway uh, can create a lot of pressure also. So you benefit from spending time together in ways that are non-sexual, like going hiking or visiting a, a new local spot. But it's really, you know, important for you to take this seriously. You know, get to know, think about maybe even having an erotic movie uh, experience. And, and, you know, there's there's porn that is couple friendly, you know, uh, uh, queer friendly, uh, couple friendly, uh, female friendly. There's all kinds of different uh, porn out there that can actually enhance your relationship. And don't be afraid of that if that's what you need to kickstart your sex life. You know, maybe take a weekend to just explore each other and, and, you know, find ways to please each other. And don't put a lot of pressure on yourselves. You know, for couples that want to take a, a, a walk and into the land of a little bit more craziness, There's even sex conventions around the world, at least there used to be. I don't know if there's going to be any more, but they offer classes that you can observe sex play without participating. And and, and then you reserve those ideas for when you get home later. You know, um, there's uh, conventions out there or places where the meeting places where people meet that can help enhance their sex life. 
you know, if it all else fails, you know, pleasure yourself in front of your partner. You know, masturbating allows your partner to see you enjoy pleasure. And that builds intimacy. So allowing your partner to witness how and where you like to be touched is, is a, a practical way of showing your vulnerability. And, and it encourages closeness. And uh, masturbation also has a lot of benefits, including improving your mood, relieving stress, which is a great primer uh, for more sex. You know, for adventurous people, you know, wear a remote control sex toy on your date or let your partner hold the remote control. Use, use it as a form of extended foreplay, you know, for your libidos and, and get them in overdrive before you get home, you know. But having that one-on-one talk to air out your stress, to air out your resentments, that is a huge key. I keep going back to that. But the lack of communication is often really, truly what leads to sex droughts in relationships. And so, you know, people are that argue are 10 times more uh, happier uh, than those who avoid the conflict. So, you know, people that have sex often resolve things. And so that can be a very important ingredient to not put aside. You know, fostering intimacy can often be simply uh, having a conversation that you've been avoiding. And don't get too discouraged by what your partner says. You know, just remember, you're discovering what's wrong in your relationship. You're trying to fix your relationship. You're not trying to destroy your relationship. And that is a huge huge understanding. What is your motive behind the sex? There, there's solutions that, that if you're willing to compromise or if you're willing to negotiate, make it happen. You know, even if you're sexually mismatched, you can get creative and you can fix those inequalities. So stress and the busyness of your life are, are other factors that affect sexual intimacy. But there's other ways to come, you know, there's a lot of ways you can overcome setbacks. Sometimes you just need to tap into something simple to get back on track. But many people let fear and embarrassment and shame and guilt stop them from trying. You know, if you want your sex to be hot and fun and thrilling, well, you have to understand, when was the last time you associated these words with your partner? Hot, fun, thrilling, you know, General maturity tends to set in after you cross the infatuation phase, and it's important to make your relationship have that spark. You know, share a hug. You know, it's easy to get caught in a daily uh, grind, but you know, and not have time for a hug or hold hands. But these little acts of love help keep the intimacy alive. You know, send a love note, a handwritten love letters. Maybe a thing of the past, but you can still express your emotions like on an email or a quick text or keep things interesting. You know, if you're not sure what to write, just a quick how's your day going? Miss you is good. You know, be unpredictable. That's another thing you can do to figure this out. You know, overcome the boundary by being mysterious and unpredictable every once in a while can be a great thing. While it's important to be dependable, a little bit of mystery can help create uh, something that's missing. Going on dates, you know, think about it, guys. Set aside a, a Saturday, you know, book a table for two when the restaurants open up. Uh, get dressed, you know, have a steamy conversation. Relax with your partner, you know. Indulge in me time while making relationship requires two. You've got to take care of yourself. And that means you got to love yourself. And to love yourself, you say no to things that hurt you. And, 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 and 
you know what? If you've been with your partner for a long time, go back and revisit the earlier days while you know we're not suggesting that we lay guilt and shame. What I'm suggesting is go back and think of good times in your relationship. Remember this, remember that. Yeah, yeah, because that can also trigger ideas about what to do. You know, smiling. A lot of people forget this, but smiling. It's amazing how we forget to to do this very simple thing. No matter how tired or stressed you are at the end of the day, make sure you smile. Give your partner a quick hug when you walk in the door. Pause for a moment. Keep the phone aside and ask how their day is. Never a bad thing. You know, not only in the bed, you, you want to be adventurous. You know, chart out a place where both of you uh, wish to visit, discover, without any guides or friendly advice. Just go. And discover for yourselves and do stuff like that. You know, it's it's so important. You know, even people even people that take those evening walks or those morning walks, listen to your favorite music, watch a movie together, you know, find a ritual that, that both of you love, something to look forward to at the end of a, a day or at the beginning of your day. You know? It's it's uh, holding hands in public and walking down a street or touching your partner's arm. Uh, keeps that spark alive, believe it or not, and, and that's an amazing thing. And it's so simple to do, but people will avoid that and then torture their partner by not offering any form of intimacy. You know, it's so important to do things new. You know, some people will learn to dance. You know, learning to dance. You know, or going on a, a hike, or you know, doing a voluntary activity can be even be sexy for both of you and fulfilling. But it's really important that after being together for a, a, a few years, you you may you know get set in your ways and avoid developing a new perspective on life. And you see someone who who leaves the, the you know doesn't do the dishes or leaves the toilet seat up or or, or uh, you know is is not a very good partner. You don't want to carry that into the bedroom. You guys want to discuss it. And, and keep working it. But it takes two to be married, not one. It takes two. And when you're together, sometimes you're carrying, one will be carrying a bigger load than the other, but you've got to balance each other out. And that's so important. But people that do that and have a good sex life do a much better job of looking out for each other. But, you know, when you, when you start, like, if you're going to go out with your partner you really want to discuss what your intentions are. You also want to discuss your dreams and your goals, like buying a home, getting a better job, you know, things that have going on a vacation. When you when you set plans ahead and you're serious about those plans, that is the most exciting thing in a relationship to know in six months, if we work really hard and save a lot of money, we'll have a great vacation and we're going to go to this really exciting place. You know, it's it's really important to set things down the road because that means we're going to be together and we need to behave. And so that means you have to keep that helps keep that bond uh, stronger when you make plans. Any relationship that makes plans usually will stay together. And that is a very important ingredient. But once again, going back to communication, talking, discussing how you feel about the relationship, what feeling is missing, and what can we work on? You know, those are important discussions for you to consistently have in any honest, true love relationship. But you have to make time.
You have to make time when you've got your job taking your time away, when you've got commutes, uh, plans, friends, uh, children, activities with your kids. You have to understand that you're going to have to make time for each other too. And if you don't do that, it just kills the marriage. It kills the relationship because you've got to have time to flirt with each other. Bring back that excitement in your relationship and compliment. You know, being complimentary towards your partner is such a big thing. And and they will love you for doing that. It's amazing what a small little compliment takes only a second and, and what it will do for your day and your relationship. But a lot of people don't do that. And, and um, you know, as, as hard as it may seem, but people are silly. They'll take their arguments into the bedroom and destroy their sex life right there. You know, arguments, disagreements, bad feelings, they can be sorted out after a good night's sleep and a calm mind and maybe sex, believe it or not. You know, when you're dating someone, you're you're exposed to their positives as well as their annoying, irritating habits. So don't focus on what you don't like, but there's a lot of people that are like that. They just focus on what they don't like. And they're so perfectionistic that they talk themselves out of even having a sex life. So, you know, you have to have good boundaries around your fan, your 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 kids, your your extended family, around your immediate family. You have to have individual couple time, individual time, family time. All of these have to be a part of your life to have a good, healthy life together. But if you're going to include sex, that means that you have to take it seriously. You know, you want to touch each other. You want to have a good connection around non-physical things like hand-holding, laying together, sitting on the couch, you know, routine kisses, saying hello, saying goodbye, saying I love you. You know, this is reassuring. And it's an important ingredient if you want to keep that sex life moving forward. And, And it's also... Setting those physical intimacy dates, at least without an expectation, but a preference. And if you don't make that date, set another time as a backup. You know, it's it's really important to understand. Here's some interesting t- statistics. Couples in their 30s typically have sex twice a week. Couples in their 40s and 50s have once per week. So um, you want to pay attention to where are we? Where are we falling into this, you know, maintain your physical connection means maintaining a connection with yourself. That means you have to have a good, you need to have a good feeling about you physically and you need to uh, see yourself through your partner's eyes. And if they see you as attractive, which hopefully you compliment each other, that's going to drive you to take care of yourself too. But, uh, you know, and, and don't just compliment your partner compliment them in front of other people and, and you know if you if you mix your script up also having sex you're, you're kissing your foreplay your intercourse can reconnect you in an amazing way but you, you got to mix it up and and you're you got to create pleasure and you got to create some eroticism all right that's our show i'd like to thank everybody for listening i'd love to hear from you you can do that through our webpage on voiceamerica.com the empowerment channel Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, sex and marriage is like a gas station. Sometimes you get full service, but most of the time it's self-service. If you want a sexless marriage, have sex. 
<laughs> also, noisy kids in the in back car seats create accidents. Accidents in car seats in the back create kids. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 